So good morning. Good morning, and well, that's uh, the very simplistic kind of story that Kenneth just told. My talk today is called, Are We Christians? Which is a little provocative, I know, and I don't mean it to be, because nobody really knows if we are not. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things I, I used to say, oh, no, we're not Christians, but then as I do my research again, and I haven't in a while, it's hard to talk about Christianity without comparing the different avenues of it or the different attitudes with it or the behaviors of some people who call themselves Christians. And, uh, you know, I have an opinion and a judgment. And I, I uh, it just confuses me on how to, and it embarrasses me a little bit, Yes, we're Christian. In unity, we are Christian. And I'll, and I'll explain that a little further. But I want to be very clear here. Where I, where I personally struggle with some of uh, the people who call themselves Christians with their faith. What kind of a God would send its beloved child to hell. And yet I know so many Christians who believe in a fiery hell that is there by their creator. And that so many of these Christians think that some of their brothers and sisters belong there. That's my issue with uh, aligning ourselves our, our, you know, the unity movement with Christianity, with some of the other labels about Christianity. I grew up being told about hell. And let me tell you about hell and where it comes from. There's a place called Gehenna. You can read about it in the Bible. It's outside of Jerusalem. And in the ancient days, that's where kings used to burn their sacrifices, be it animal or person. And that's, and they used to burn, so the fires, you know, going on. And in Jesus' time, it was where they burnt the town trash. Now, what a way to threaten people if you want them to behave. If you're not good, you're going to go into the fire over there. That hell, you know, that it became hell. It became Dante's thing. It, it, be, it became, you know, what a threat. What an incredible threat to do to a child or an adult to threaten them that the God that they are told loves them and that they are supposed to love. But if I don't behave, if you don't behave, that's where you're going. Well, that's nasty. But, but then read the prodigal son story. It, it, it's so confusing. And, and so I don't want this to be a rant on confused Christians. I really don't. I, I'd rather get us clear on how we are Christians. But what do we do to put aside any confusion we still have on uh, about Christianity and Christians and all the different sects of Christianity? Because let, let, let's know something. Jesus, who taught Christianity, but didn't because he wasn't a Christian. 
that was given to him after it was bestowed on him after after he had died uh, left ministry as it were and he he didn't know the word it was a greek word christos and it was bestowed upon him meaning uh the anointed one the one that was aware of god the one that was aware of source the one that was aware that there is good jesus ministry was called the way you know there is, and what is the way the way to get into the consciousness of heaven it's not about getting into the kingdom after we die so that we don't go to hell it's a way to get into the heaven consciousness right here and right now and that's uh one would hope what we're looking to do, although it would seem like we are avoiding that at all costs. Uh, to ask someone to quit their political rant is like taking away someone's cigarettes. It, it, it's become such a drug for so many people. I have one friend who goes to sleep every night with the news on, and I said, what? I think I did say, what's wrong with you? I, I you know, their health has been challenged to begin with, not the COVID, but something else. And I said, how can that be helping you to get healthy? And she said, well, it helps me to sleep. And I said, but that message is going into the airwaves and your pores. How can that help you to heal your mind and your body if you are listening to the news? Because the news is always slanted anyway, in one way or one form or another, depending on what channel you watch. And so let's understand something. Ultimately, a lot of the news is for entertainment purposes. It's slanted a, a specific way, according to that channel, to pull you in, like a soap opera. Soap operas are very carefully written, and it's a great art form, but it's, got, it's there to pull the audience member in. And that's what various news channels do. And so they're not giving us news so much as slants to pull us in, to keep us watching. And that, that, that's why it's, it's not so healthy to watch very much news. And, and a lot of people, oh, I just love the news. I thrive on it. I have to, I'm a news junkie. I'm this. And, and, that, and then they hate themselves and, and their family by the end of the day. And, and so to, I, I listen to 1010 Wins in order to get the headlines. In case there's anything I need to know that happened uh, before I get to church or before I get, you know, before I get somewhere, I, if anything happened so that I can be as ready as I can be if someone brings it up to me, or if I think I need to talk about it from the pulpit or on the phone or in counseling, what have you. I, I know the headlines, but other than that, I can't, I can't listen to it all because you start getting opinions and you start getting opinions. And David and I have a lot of visits with friends, especially on Zoom now. And I find certain conversations turn to the political region and I'm realizing I can't do it anymore. I, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to go that route. And, and I, the other night I was with friends and we were doing it and I realized I don't, I don't want to get on here and bash anybody, but I don't want to suppress my friends. I don't want to sit in judgment of my friends. I love my friends. And a lot of people do need to talk about it. And so I've been searching for a way. How do I, I might have to just get up and excuse myself for a bit and say, you guys, do you need 10 minutes? How long do you need to have this conversation? And then I'll come back. And, and it's not just a couple of friends. It's various friends around. And, and, so, and I'm realizing this is not 
who I want to know myself as. I want to know myself as the guy that gets up here on the pulpit and talks. I want to know this guy and what he has to say all day, every day. Not just, oh, I can get up here and talk about good stuff while I'm on the pulpit, and then I can go out and bash my neighbor, I can, I can bash the president, I can bash any past presidents, any future presidents, I can bash teams, I can bash the parking authority, I can bash the electric company, you know, who else? The, the internet company, I can, I can just bash them all. But I never feel better about myself. I never feel like the Christian I want to feel like. I don't, I, I never feel like the anointed one. While I'm doing that stuff, or after I have finished doing that stuff, I never feel like I have just been anointed in God when I've had those conversations. And I do enjoy a little bit of gossip and less and less as each day progresses here because I find I'm not that hungry. But the problem is some days it, feel, it does feel like somebody just took your cigarettes away and I don't smoke anymore. But I remember when I took my cigarettes away and it's like, oh, who am I? Who, who, who? What am I gonna be? Uh, I don't, I won't be able to ever be able to have a conversation again. When I quit smoking, I that was one of my fears. I had two big fears about not smoking. One is that I will never again be able to talk on the telephone and I will never again be able to, dr to drive. Those were my two, I thought, I, I, how will I function in either of those two situations? Well, I've functioned ever since quite well without cigarettes. Who knows, even, maybe even better. It's been about 25 years. And so the point is, now if we take away people's, not political conversations, but political hatred, political bashing. And if we took away our celebrity bashing, and if we took away our friend bashing, and our coworker bashing, who are we gonna be? I, I remember saying about my mother and I, I said, if my mother and I had only said nice things about other people, we would have had very short conversations. Cause part of our thing, my mother's and my thing, was we knew what was wrong with other people and we knew how it could and ought to be fixed. And the problem, the problem that happens, and this happened with a friend of mine and I too, we ran out of the other people to fix and it came down to just the two of us. And, and when that started, we didn't like each other very much. It's like, what do you, how dare you criticize me? And, and that's what it came down to, how dare you judge me? Uh, and so uh, we ran out of things to talk about once the bashing of others because it hurt too much to bash each other or it was too volatile. And we very nearly lost each other, both my mother and me and a couple of friends and me. And so we had to uh, shake it up and change it. And so now, what are we going to talk about if we don't talk about that stuff? Well, perhaps we need to read more books. Perhaps we need to uh, watch more comedies. You know, there, there are things to talk about. Perhaps we could talk about the health and well-being of God and, and our body. There are things to talk about so that we may get into a state that we want to be in. So now we're back to Christianity. So let's, to be a Christian isn't about being nice. To be a Christian is about uh, 
desiring God, active and present in my mind, active and present in my body, active and present in my relationships, in my money, in my home. Now, I looked up the metaphysical meaning of Christian. In the New Testament symbology, Christian typifies the spiritual rather than the physical. The metaphysical meaning of Christianity is the science of eternal life, and it is governed by scientific principles of mind action, which are really the foundation of the various sciences. Uh, Christianity began with Jesus, even though Jesus didn't teach Christianity. Jesus taught the way. And the way was really about forgiveness, and we can get into that a bit later if we have time. Um, but Christianity began with Jesus and was carried on by his apostles. He commanded them to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to make the blind to see, even to raise the dead. Whenever truth, capital T truth, is declared in the name of Jesus Christ, the demons of fear and dis-ease are cast out. Now, the Fillmore's, when they did this and the thought, they, the, the name of the, the words Jesus Christ meant everything to them. Uh, what Jesus Christ means metaphysically is the awakened man, the awakened being. And so it's not about him. It's about the divine idea of the, of the Christ, which we are going to talk about in a second here. But, but and so to... Cast out demons to heal the sick, to make the blind to see, and even to raise the dead. Cast out demons. Well, that, that is simpler than one might think. And it's not about going to see the, the what do you call that, the, the exorcist. And we don't have to do an exorcism usually. Cast out demons. Well, we, it's our thoughts. It's our self-loathing thoughts. That's what a demon is. A demon is a thought in me, persistent thought in me, that tells me, I'm not God's beloved child. And I may have reasons or not have reasons. I could say it's because of this, this, and this, and it doesn't matter. Cast out those thoughts. Take on new thoughts. Cast out those thoughts that tell yourself you're not enough and your brother and sister are not enough. Uh, 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 heal the sick. I've had healings. Everybody here, I'm sure, has had a cold that is healed. There are ways to heal. We are not powerless and it is not God's will that we would ever be ill in mind, spirit, or body. As, uh, to make the blind to see. Now, we read stories that Jesus healed the physically blind. I don't know enough about that yet, but I do know how to make the spiritually blind see. The one who can't see the light, the one who can't see God, I do know there are ways. I've done it for myself. I was blind to the fact that I am good. I was blind to the fact that you are good. Excuse me. <coughs> I was blind to wisdom. I was blind to love. I was blind to life. And then one day I woke up and there was light and I could see. So I know it is possible to make help the blind to see. We just have to offer the right thought, not force the thought, but offer the right thoughts, and being that thought is cause. And even to raise the dead. Now we know the Lazarus story, that Jesus raised the dead, but what about the dead in consciousness? What about the dead in uh, awareness? 
It's like making the blind to see. It's very similar. And it's possible. And that was the apostles' jobs. And it's my job to do that. It was Jesus' job to do that. It's my job. Quite frankly, it's your job. It's your job to uh, raise yourself up, raise your neighbor up. And uh, one day at a time in willingness. And it says here, whenever the truth is declared, the demons of fear and dis-ease are cast out. So what it tells me is truth. I have to talk about truth. I have to talk about that which does not change. Not my truth, not my opinions, the truth. What is the truth? Uh, love. Love is the truth. Uh, I don't understand exactly how. I can't define it, but I do know love is the truth. And so for me to declare, love flows through my every cell, every through my pores and everything. That is the truth. And to declare it makes me aware of it. It sparks me alive. So I, I'm declaring the truth. And when I do things like that, I react differently and I see differently. So practical Christianity, the teachings of Jesus practically applied to the everyday life of people. Practical Christianity is not a term applied to an arbitrary theory of human origin. Neither is it a revelation to humanity from some prophet whose word alone must be taken unquestionably as authority. And that's what I love. Charles Fillmore was not going to take these people's word for it. If he couldn't practice it himself, if he couldn't prove it himself, if he couldn't have direct conscious contact with God himself, he believed this whole thing to be a fraud. He saw his wife healing from tuberculosis, but still, that was her journey. If he couldn't have it himself, then that meant it wasn't available to all beings, and he had to prove it was available to all beings before he would believe it, and he did. Uh, it's student, okay, so it is, it, mm. Sorry. Practical Christianity is not a term applied to an arbitrary theory of human origin. Neither is it a revelation to humanity from some prophet whose word alone must be taken unquestionably as authority. It is, in this respect, different from most religious systems of the world. Its students are not asked to believe anything that they cannot logically demonstrate to be true. Thus, it is the only system of religion before the people today that, because of its universal appeal to the pure reason in man, can be accepted and applied by every nation under the sun. That's why I trust unity. It's why I trusted it from the beginning. As soon as I started uh, studying it, I thought, oh, this is for the good of all people. And it's not about self-righteousness, and it's not about... Being bad, I remember my interfaith seminary, our motto was always in addition to, never instead of. We weren't there to criticize our past religious upbringing, spiritual upbringing that may have been limited. We were not a recovering anything in regards to religion. And so to look at this, I thought, oh, this, I can get on board with this, with, with this kind of teaching that it can be proven by all beings in order to experience an awakening, in order to experience a physical healing, in order to experience a financial healing, a harmonious healing. 
It can be, and I have to prove it myself. It's not a matter of, well, she did it, so it must work. Nope. It works for her. Now I have to prove that it works for me. And I can. I have. I've proven it many times. And then I have forgotten. And I've gone to a dark place and, and just forgotten. But I always know I can wake up at any moment and remember and it's a really lovely, and I've remembered many times. I've come back to myself from the far country many, many times. So now, metaphysical uh, definition of Christ. Christ is the divine idea man. Jesus is the name that represents an individual expression of the Christ idea. Jesus Christ is the form of the name that is commonly applied to the man of Galilee, who demonstrated perfection. Christ Jesus... It's the idea that is being expressed by men or women as the result of their faith in an understanding of truth. Christ is the only begotten Son of God. Now, it doesn't say here, very clear, it doesn't say Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. It says Christ, which means it's a consciousness. Remember, God is spirit. Uh, or the one complete idea of perfect man in divine mind. It is the embodiment of all divine ideas, such as intelligence, life, love, substance, and strength. In the architect's mind, there may be one masterpiece, but that masterpiece is the sum of all the beautiful ideas that have come to this mind, or his mind, this Christ or perfect man idea existing eternally in divine mind is the true spiritual higher self of every individual. Each of us has within him the Christ, just as Jesus had. And we must look within to recognize and realize our sonship, our divine origin and birth, even as Jesus did, by continually unifying ourselves with the highest by our thoughts and words. We too shall become sons of God manifest. And, and so to look at things that way, this way, we're not always looking over there at him. Oh, he is so good. Oh, he did this for me. It, it's, I don't understand, quite frankly. I guess I'm doing a little bashing again. I, I just don't understand the people that uh, the only way to get into heaven is through Jesus. And it's like, no, no. You want to get into a heaven consciousness, you get there through the Christ. The Christ awakening in you. The Christ awakened in him only pointed the way. You and I need the Christ awakened in ourselves. And so to look at things in a broader way. And the people who have never heard the word Christ, the people who have never heard of Jesus, the law still applies. They just have a different word for it. No one is left out. And I believe that no one ultimately is left out. I use our language because I like it a lot. And, and so no one is left out of the kingdom, but it's not about with the death of the body. It's about with the awakening of the mind, the birth of the new thought, the birth of uh, conscious, super consciousness, and the, which is also the Christ. And, and so to begin to use it that way so that we can express ourselves as light, as love, as wisdom, as power, as presence, 
as peace. We can express ourselves in a heightened way. And what better advertisement for this is there than to be the light at work? Now, I don't know if anybody can consciously be the light of work so much as to consciously seek to connect with the divine source. To consciously connect all the time. And yeah, it's fun to have little gossip. It's fun to, to, to do that and to be clever. Uh, I, you know, it's not, uh, <clears throat> but it's not fun when it comes to throwing our brothers and our sisters away. It's no longer fun when we dismiss people. I have asked people before, please don't throw me away. I, I, uh, I treasure you in my life, even on the days we don't get along. Please don't throw me away. And I don't want to throw you away. Because I realize there's a reason why we came together in the first place. And so I look at the people in the world who, whose behavior and what seems to be their thoughts scare me because of what I tell myself about them. And I say, oh, I can't throw them away because we are still all one, one in, in Christ, as it were. And, you know, what's it like to come here and be a hated figure? I don't know. I don't know that I've ever been truly hated. I've been disliked, but not ever on a mass level. And so to wake up and realize, am I willing that all beings are awakened? Am I, am I willing? And if I am, then I can declare it and say, I am willing to know that all beings are connected in Christ. All beings are connected in light. All beings are connected in love, either the use or the misuse of it. But nevertheless, we are all connected through the divine mind, the divine source. We are all connected. And so to go through our day, even, you know, right now with, with what's going on here in Connecticut and some of the outlying areas with power, you know, a lot of people's power is out. And all the money in the world can't buy it. And apparently a lot of prayers haven't been able to activate it either. And to, to, am I going to say there's an absence of God or there is an absence of love because our day is harder? Because we, some of us lost a lot of uh, groceries, a lot of expensive groceries we had to throw away. You know, uh, because we can't do uh, right now during COVID who people are working from home can't work from home because there is no internet for so many of us. And, and so too, we must declare more than ever now, God is present and God is active in my life and I'm willing to see and be seen. God is active. Let me look at, look at this. God is active and present in my mind, in my body, in my life, and in my relationships, and in my money. There is no lack of any good thing. There is no lack of food. There is no lack of light. There is no lack of power. And there is no lack of friends to help. Here in Luke chapter 9, from the Holy Spirit's interpretation, it says, You are the Christ. Because the Christ of God is within you. 
and it is Christ that is your true self. And this is the health within. This is the light that shines its healing rays throughout your mind, shining away all sickness in every form. Every form, not just physical, but mental, spiritual. Peace be with you, my brother and my sister, for you are the blessed one. Put your faith with me, meaning spirit, focused upon your reality. It is this reality we seek to remember. Do not be afraid of what must come before you are to remember. There is nothing that can hurt when your mind stays focused with me. I am your constant companion, and I lead you through all things. And then back here in the first John, chapter 5, and it says, The symbol of seeing Jesus as the Christ is the same as seeing all brothers and sisters as the Christ. For the seeing that recognizes the Christ is not without, but it is within. When you see the Christ is you, and I love this, when you see the Christ is you, it's like when you look in the mirror and say, hi, God. When you see the Christ is you, you see the Christ in everyone and everything. And when you see the Christ in anyone, you also see the Christ in you. This is what is meant by transcend or overcome the world. It is when you see the world and yet you see beyond the world so that you know what it is that you see and you are no longer fooled by the image of the world. And so let us not declare any longer that any one of our brothers or sisters are undeserving of the kingdom of heaven. Look in the mirror and behold the Christ in you. So it is.